0: everyone and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah
1: and I'm Brie and with us today we have special guest Nina Crespo. Hello ma'am, welcome to the podcast. Hello ladies, how are you? you oh, are so good. How are you? How is twenty twenty one? Oh
2: gosh, crazy! <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 trying to to catch up with myself because lots of new things are, are popping up, and then of course there's book releases and writing mm-hmm. books. So, yeah. uh, it's it's been busy, but good. Can't complain. Yeah.
1: That's good. Has writing been? normal with 2021 versus, I mean, 2020 was, you know, it came and went, you know, but how is it in 2021?
2: Gosh, I don't know if writing's ever been normal for me, but I mean, (laughs) I, I'm actually looking forward to writing in 2021. Okay. You know, because things as far as just being able to focus more on romance and love stories, you know, where before it was just kind of like, ah, I'm writing about love. I, I'm not feeling it right now. But uh yeah, so I, I think I'm in a in a good place. If I make my deadline, that's very soon, <laughs> then I know I'm in a good place. So far so good.
1: So okay, don't you don't have to tell us any specifics, but when is the deadline? Yeah. <laughs> so we can have an idea of like when another book is another coming. Book is coming. Yeah.
2: Well, this is, this is the first book in my new series, which is the Accidentally mm. in Love series that the first book I think they told me is going to release in January of, of 2022. Mm. So I've got like a little break um, okay. in between releases. And so um, it's due, I believe the end of June, beginning of July. Okay. Yeah. Accidentally in love. Yeah, accidentally in love. I mean, we haven't named the books yet, but that's what the series is. Because okay. the series is about, you know, of course, people who've accidentally, you know, fallen in love. If you can do that, but I, they have in these books, and there's a secret in all in each of the books, something that one of the characters is is holding back that um, gets revealed
1: nice yeah I love the name of this series I'm so intrigued (laughs) I know
2: (laughs) I'm excited about it I mean these these books are are um they're going to be fun to write um book one is actually going to have um Philippa I don't know if you remember um from the Tilbridge series there's a character named Philippa who is um, in the second book? And now I've got books' names going around in my head. I don't even remember the names of my books. I um, have <laughs> to look. Oh, yes. Her Sweet Temptation. Yeah. Um, Rena's best friend. I remember <laughs> my cover. Okay. <laughs> cover. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the cover with the woman with the braids, and, and the guy's like staring right. at her like he absolutely loves her tremendously. Um so yeah so that character her name is is Philippa and so she is um getting her own book and she is um reuniting with someone from her past and she's not exactly thrilled about it so but Amazing. good stuff good fun stuff so
1: what inspired you to i mean was Philippa like in your head like I need a book I need a book yeah. I need a book and like That's- How does that carry over happen? Because as readers, right, Sarah, like we'll read a series and we're like, we hope so and so gets a book.
2: Well, I mean, with Rena and Philippa, I really liked how they communicated with each other. You know, as best friends, I like their banter. And so I could just imagine them, of course, being all up in each other's business. And so, you know, of course, they're going to know about each other's love lives and and what's happening. And so Philippa just as, as a character really intrigued me as the best friend and kind of who she is and, and what she was up to. So actually, by the time I had started writing that book, um, Her Sweet Temptation. I knew that I wanted to write something for Philippa. Um, Because, in it's not a spoiler, because I actually put it out as a teaser. There's a part in it, may not be in Her Sweet Temptation, it's in the last one, which Mm. is gotta look again back. the cowgirl <laughs> surprise match <laughs> there's a reason why there's these covers back here you know i gotta have props so yeah in in um the cowgirl surprise match there's a mention of um someone by the name of dominic crawford who is a fellow chef so that is who she's going to uh you know tangle nice. with and entangle with and um accidentally in love Book one, title coming soon. So do you
1: have any, because I was always under the impression that like the editor is the one that like is heavy with the titles. Do you actually yeah. get to, are you part of that process? Yeah. Do you get to name them at yeah. all? Or is it like a, a joint It's it's effort a, between you and the editor?
2: It's more like a collaborative process. With Harlequin, it, it, it's a collaborative process. Um, okay. In the past, I've, pretty much named my books, I I guess you could say. And, you know, editors, of course, give input and say, hey, you know, I think, what do you think about this? Or, you know, maybe let's do that. But um, with Harlequin, um, you hand in um, title names, you know, what, what you think the book should be called. And Quite honestly, theirs are always better because they usually kind of pull from, you know, what is there and they combine it in a way and you go, oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. 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 They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. (laughs) We just let them do it.
1: (laughs) So well, congratulations on an officer and a fortune. Thank you. Do you do anything to celebrate your release days?
2: Oh my goodness, this time I I really didn't because I'm in the midst of moving. Okay. So yeah, I was I was moving boxes on on release day. <laughs> Just happy, to, you know, to to get into my house, um, but. No, I, you know, just uh, my husband will bring me flowers and, you know, pop open a bottle of wine and um, dessert is usually a, a part of it. So, you know, I, I love cupcakes. <laughs> when I lived in Maryland, um, you know, there was a place where he could get me some cupcakes. And, and so that's usually kind of low key, you know, nothing really mm-hmm. huge yet. Who knows? Accidentally in love might be the big blowout, be a great time to to throw a party here in the new place.
1: <laughs> I think that is the sweetest release day celebration. I think it would <laughs> that. I
2: could get, you know, because particularly that the pandemic's over, then, you know, I can invite people over. So
1: yeah, that right? would be fun. <laughs> you and husband can go for dinner. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Wouldn't that be amazing?
1: <laughs> Back in normal times, yeah. right? Yeah. Back in normal times. <laughs> So, okay, on your website, you write that your addiction to romance began in your teens while on a borrowing spree in your older sister's bedroom. Do you remember any of the romances you were, quote unquote, borrowing? And what was it about them that hooked you onto the genre? Gosh.
2: Well, I mean, what I will tell you what what hooked me was just... Um, Pure nosiness and, and intrigue because I, I, would, <laughs> well, I would, I would, I would, I mean, I remember it clearly because it was like around I think in the summertime, and my job was to put away the laundry, and so my sister okay. was you know in, in college at the time and she had a job, and so while I was putting away laundry, I was like, oh, here's this Harlequin romance. What is this? And so <laughs> I took it back to my room and I read it, and I was just absolutely just intrigued by the relationships and you know they were um harlequin presents so they were you know with places all over the world and so it was just fascinating to me to read these stories now as far as which ones i honestly can't tell you because that's when i began my book a day habit because the way (laughs) that it would go is she would leave for work or school at eight in the morning And I would go into her room and I would, you know, find the book and then I would read it. And then she would come home like at five or whatever. And sometimes the key would be jangling in the door and I'm like going through trying to get to the last page. And then I would have to sneak back in her bedroom and put it back where I found it. And so, you know, I had to learn to read faster because, you know, who wants to, you know, you get to the last chapter and she's coming through the door and you don't get to read the last, you know, I don't get to read the last page. It was just, you know, and but I actually think that is something that um, inspired my writing brain or my creative brain because I would sit in my room and I would imagine what happened to this couple at the end of the story. So I would sometimes end up writing my or you know in my brain um you know thinking up the ending of the story so yeah that's how it all began
1: oh that's awesome
2: it's almost like you were writing fan fiction <laughs> yeah. i know exactly how little did i know that's what i could have been doing right
0: yeah yeah
2: I love that. Like, I got to hurry up and read this book before she gets home. Yes. (laughs) Well, then, but see, then the greatest thing happened. One day I happened to go in the closet. And so, of course, I had to go in the back of the closet. And there were, uh, there was um, three stacks, like, you know, chest high of romance novels. So I didn't have to you know sneak them the same way anymore i would just like take them from the bottom in case she you know knew what was on top yeah and then i didn't have to put them back right away so yeah
1: i wonder if she ever figured
2: it out yeah Um, you
1: never slipped up and we're like oh yeah i read that one and then that one
2: this is what happened how do you know oh the funny thing is the book that i slipped up on actually wasn't a romance It was a book by Belva Plain. I don't know if you've ever heard that name. Um, And it was like a historical something. And it was pretty intense. I mean, it it involved this family coming over from Ireland. And yes, there was like a relationship part to it. But there was like, you know, all kinds of, um, you know, just kind of some violent things happening in this story. Yeah. And I was very intrigued by it. So um, she happened to catch me reading it and uh, she was like, this is kind of mature, you know, for for you. Well, you know, because I so she told my mom and they discussed it and they decided that I should continue reading the book. And if I had any questions about what I read, that I could come to them and I could ask them. You know what certain things meant, or you know mm-hmm. what 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 this was about. Um, so yeah, shortly after that, she moved out. <laughs> she got her own place. <laughs> she got her own apartment. So,
1: <laughs> did your mom read
2: romance too, or no? Um, my mom read a little bit of everything. Okay. Um, and, and the interesting thing is that um, when we were cleaning out the house, I found a Harlequin romance, one of the, the vintage one, Adam's Daughter. Um, It it was published, I think, like in, oh, I don't even want to say. And and I, unfortunately, I can't remember who it is. And normally it's on my bookshelf, but my bookshelf is not full at the moment (laughs) with my books. But um, yeah, so she read a little bit of everything and she apparently read that too. Nice.
1: Adam's Daughter. Now Sarah and I are going to be on thrift books looking it up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. That's how we are. <laughs> it's, it's a good read. I mean, even now I, I would read, I can read it and enjoy it.
1: Yeah. So have you always had a passion for writing or was it as you're reading these books, you're like, I want to write one of my own. Like, how did you get into that? How did we go from sneaking books out of the closet to now having books with your name on it?
2: Yeah, that is, to me, it's still a wild ride. I I can't believe it. Um, hmm. I just, there was a part of me that did kind of think of, well, you know, I, I wonder what it would be like to write one but I didn't take it seriously. But it was something that I I just kind of felt that I really wanted to do. So one day, I'm in a business meeting in my old career. um, And and I'm with my uh, business manager. And she's like, well, you know, you don't seem very excited about The next contract and and what you're doing you know would you be doing anything else if you're you weren't doing this and she Mm -hmm. thought that i would say oh no 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 this i wouldn't be doing this and and she was a friend as well so she could you know be kind of you know have this straight talk with me if you will and Mm i just kind of laughed and said oh well you know if i wasn't doing this i'd be writing romance novels And so she's ended, she stopped the meeting. She's like, hold on. I've never heard this from you in your, you know, your entire life. I didn't even know you read romance novels. What is this? And so I I told her, you know, how I used to sneak romance novels with my sisters, you know. And I had a, a, a best friend and her mom that were absolutely crazy about romance when I was in college. And some of my best spring break trips were going to her house and, And just reading romance novels all day and partying at night. You know, her mom was, was an avid romance reader. I can still see it to this day. They had an attic. And the attic was wall to wall, two boxes high, nothing but romance novels. Oh
1: my God! Yes, Sarah. Yes,
2: <laughs> we it would was. Love this. It was Nirvana. So we would, <laughs> you know, we would wake up in the morning after everybody went to work, and you know, do a little house cleaning because that's what you, you do when you know you're staying at someone's house. You want to be nice and and do some things, and then we would drink wine, read romance novels, and then you know, about seven o'clock or so, we'd stop, get dressed, and Later on that night, go to the club, stay out mm-hmm. till three in the morning and do it all over again the next do it day. All <laughs> over and, and, again. and that was, you know, <laughs> spring break. Um so yeah. And and so I told my friend this story and she just asked a very good question. She said, Why are you not doing that? And I didn't have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> so I started writing the following week and I haven't stopped.
1: I love that because I know so many romance readers that are walking around with like 10 stories in their head and we have these conversations of like, okay, why aren't you doing it, girl? Why aren't you doing it? You know? So it's like, why, why not? You don't have an answer. Yeah, Just just (laughs) jump in and try it. (laughs) Yep. That's so inspiring. Okay. Your first book, Take me if you dare, released in 2014 yeah. with Entangled. Yes. See, we're learning. Okay, online I saw that Entangled has their own category romance series. Yes. Is
2: that true? They have quite a few. They have Brazen, they have Impulse, they have gosh, I, I can't even remember all of them. But yeah, they they have their different category. Uh, romance lines. And so Brazen, the imprint that I wrote for, is their steamier, hotter imprint. And then they have ones that are, you know, suspense, and then they have some that are sweet. So yeah, they have their own imprints.
1: I love that. I was just, mm-hmm. I was like, you learn something new every ah, day. I see yeah. Entangled on books and I never
2: yeah. knew
1: that they had a category series. Yeah.
2: And then of course they yeah. have their single titles as well. So they, they have a little bit okay. of everything. That's awesome.
1: Okay. So we're at the job. You're telling your friend, this is what you would be doing. What's the journey to getting published? Yeah. Wow. What's the next move? What's after the that? next move? Like I said,
2: I, I started writing after that. Um, for me, because I was a solo entrepreneur, I could definitely work that and it not, uh, you know, interfere because I was on my own boss. So, you know, (laughs) so that was a nice balance. Um, my next move, because I like to understand things from the inside out is that I started working with, um, a writing coach, um, Kathy Yardley. She, uh, actually, um, uh, used to write for Harlequin as well. She used to write Harlequin Desires.
0: I knew I recognized the name. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Wonderful person. And mm-hmm. so she had started coaching. I needed a coach. And so she was. She has been able or was able and still is able to walk me through um, the publishing industry because it can be a little confusing as you first step into it. And so mm-hmm. she was my guide into understanding not only the industry, but what was involved in writing a romance, and so we just spent a lot of time on structure. You know, just trying to understand the basic goal, motivation, conflict. I would write something, and you know, we would talk about it, and she would, you know, ask me, "Well, what's the goal and what's the motivation?" And in the beginning, I had no clue. Um, it, it took some time for me to be able yeah. to to be to to understand how to put that together. And um, as far as publishing, we were having a conversation one day, and I was getting frustrated because goal motivation conflict, I was not getting it right as it was, uh, you know, pertained to my story. And at the time, I was actually rewriting something that was fantasy paranormal. And uh, she said, well, why don't you take a break from that and just go write something else? And so I wrote, take me if you dare, or what was kind of like the outline of what would become that. And I was online and saw that Entangled had um, a call out. They were um, looking for uh, novella material at that time um, for, it wasn't um, brazen, it was a, it was called, it was a, a different imprint at the time and it ended up rolling into brazen. Um, so Kathy said, well, just submit it, see what happens. It'll be a good learning experience for you to get an editorial letter or, you know, not thinking that this thing was going to get published. And lo and behold, it did. (laughs) So, wow. Yeah. So they, they, uh, contacted me and said, we like the story. We want to publish it. And, you know, this is what it's going to require and you have to, be willing to accept critique and it's, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be easy. Uh, It's going to take some time. Um, So I was ready and just kind of jumped right into it and yeah. Oh my gosh. I I mean, I know it's not exciting at all.
0: No, it is exciting. Not exciting at all. It is. But
1: yeah. Okay, so the par- so you really had to like step away like put the paranormal aside. But mm-hmm. at the time was was
2: this at the time when paranormal was like big? Um I, I it was big for me, you know, because I read my share of fantasy paranormal. And yeah. so that is something that I gravitated toward in in terms of writing in, in the beginning. Um I've actually published some fantasy paranormal. I did um, you know, after entangled. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I lost the thread of your question, but <laughs> I I, no, I, no,
1: cause, no. Cause I am so late to the game. So I'm reading paranormal now. And I'm always mm-hmm. just like, I can't even imagine how exciting it must've been to like read them when they were coming out left
2: and oh, right. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I really don't have anything so, more to say that.
1: That. How did you finally get? I mean, can you kind of break down goal, motivation, and conflict as it pertains to romance?
2: To this day, I probably still don't understand it the way that I should. Uh, (laughs) I I will be quite honest with you. (laughs) I am the last person that you will want to ask how to do that. And, And I've since kind of moved on to some other things. I don't know if you're familiar with Save the Cat. Um, I've heard authors talk about this book. It's a book, right? Yeah. Um, and the, the gentleman's name escapes me, but that book or that, um, that method, it divides it into basically three sections. You know, I'm paraphrasing. It's, it's a, a lot more complex than that, but the way that save the cat is written out in terms of the outline, it's, it's been it's a little bit easier for me to follow than goal motivation conflict. And um, Jamie Gold, I believe is the author. I hope I'm not um, getting her confused, but she has a class and she has broken down save the cat um, for romance. And so she's, she's taken that outline and, and tweaked it a little bit. And so I learned a lot from, um, that outline as well, in terms of being able to get the intro and being able to, uh, you know, get the middle part of the book, and then you know you've got your black moment, and then of course your ending. And so yeah. I've actually just learned a little bit from from everyone in terms yeah. of um, being able to put a book together. At Entangled, um, Liz Pelletier often gives uh, classes. Uh, or workshops, and so I've done my share of just sitting in and and learning about the W method of how to plot something. So um, I think, as an author, I think it's important to come up with your own process, if, if that makes sense. And that process might be a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of something else. And that's how it is for me. Um, just being able to come up with a process that allows me to to go through the book as smoothly as possible. And I think that's different mm-hmm. from every for everybody.
0: Yeah. So you're definitely someone who plots. Like start you like you know when you sit down to start writing. Yada yada, you know,
2: nope. each point, no? No. Nope. <laughs> you're a pantser? so so my, I, I am a I am a pantser who has learned a plot when necessary. And okay. So, okay, that's that's so for me, you know, <laughs> I will I will sit down and I will write the beginning chapters. Just write them. There's no plot involved. Usually, I have an idea of the characters. I have an idea of where I want the story to go, but I haven't necessarily written it out yet. And so I write those those first chapters, and it gives me an idea of uh, you know kind of the pacing. It, it gives me an idea of the characters. Um, it just gives me a little bit of the flavor of this story. And mm-hmm. then once I have that down, that's when I start to, to get into the plotting of it. Um,
0: okay.
2: And, but the plot is definitely just a guide because mm-hmm. as I'm going through it, I let each step inform the next. Uh, so something that I thought might work before may not work. You know, something else comes up that's a bit better. Um, I'm also known or have been known to, um, when I get to what's often called the messy middle for authors, which can be a little hard to get through, I will write the ending. And so being able to write the ending, again, gives me a a bit of a guide through the story.
1: That messy middle. Yeah. Yeah. If I
2: know how it's going to end, then I can go back and, and, and tie it together.
1: Well, it sounds like you've come up with a process that works for you. <laughs> sometimes yeah, right? sometimes Early. it does, sometimes
2: it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I, I am willing to just let myself continue to be a learner through the yeah. process, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. just allow myself to um, uh, not feel that I have to do things a certain way all the time, because life changes, you know, things happen. And so you, I I think you have to be flexible when it comes to the creative process. At least I do. Okay. Yeah. And just kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. The important Mm -hmm. thing is to show up and that's the most important thing, show up. Uh, And that doesn't, for me, show up doesn't necessarily mean that I'm sitting in front of the computer um, writing. Sometimes it is, I'm brainstorming. Or other times I'm just thinking through the story. So, um, but it's still showing up every day is important. Awesome.
1: So for anyone that's listening, because we do have some listeners who are new to category romance, literally because we started the podcast. <laughs> for anyone that's never read Harlequin Special Edition before, how would you describe the series to them? And what was it about this series that was the perfect fit for the stories you want to
2: tell? Hmm. You know, Special Edition, from my point of view, is you're going to find a lot of um, small town is is in Special Edition. Um kind of real everyday people, you know these are not necessarily going to be the the big city billionaires or uh, you know any of those things they're they're just average everyday people um, who are um, finding love, you know it's it's about mm-hmm. overcoming obstacles. it's about facing challenges, but it it doesn't mean that there isn't a bit of soapiness to it or, you know, some of the books may be steamier than others uh, Mm -hmm. because it does range from, and some, you know, the the books are very sweet. So I I think that as a romance reader, you can find um, a little bit of everything in special edition that that you can find what's a right fit for you. Mm
1: -hmm. I felt like, a teenage girl because I read (laughs) an officer and a fortune (laughs) and I, I I read it like right after I read a really sweet special edition. Like I'm really new to special edition. It's one of, it's like Sarah's favorite series and I'm like Ah. really new to it. And I messaged her when I was reading the book, I was like, I'm reading Nina Crespo and there's sex (laughs) in the book. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I told you it's a little bit of everything in this series. You don't know what you're gonna get. It depends on the author. The author oh yeah.
0: yeah, you mean- know when you pick up an
1: author. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, oh, Colin is
0: <laughs> well, It was a pleasant surprise, wasn't yeah. it <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I yeah, it makes was expecting
2: it. Is that makes me smile. You weren't expecting it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing. You know, when I started writing for Special Edition, it, it was a little bit of a of a gear shift because Brazens are you know totally open door Amy, sla- yeah. slanting mm-hmm. toward you know more the the, the erotica side of things, and so um, it, yeah, so it, it was just kind of a gear shift to go okay how far am I going to go, uh, you know, in the special edition? I knew that it was always going to be open door. I, I just mm-hmm. I just can't imagine writing closed door. I just feel open door gives you some insight into the characters, into the relationship, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a different way. And so that's what I choose yeah. to do. Right. Um, they may, this next series may be a bit steamier, you know, as, as I kind of find my... My sweet spot, if you will, in terms of of what I, um, what I want to bring to the table with these characters. Mm-hmm. But what I love about special di- edition is is just being able to. Ex- I've been able, not that I couldn't with the the brazens, but I've just been more into exploring the characters and their relationships a, a bit more.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice balance yeah. between the two. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly mm-hmm. how I see it, Sarah. Nice balance. Mm-hmm.
1: So, an officer and a fortune is a fifth book in the Fortune of Texas. Series. It's it's a is it a mini series? Is that the right terminology?
2: In a series, yes. Okay. Okay. Fortunes
1: has been around forever.
2: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The fortunes of Texas have been around since the like late nineties. I was I was looking at something, and I came across it, and I I believe my book is number ninety seven in the in the fortunes of Texas series Universe, world now, yeah the world it's number <laughs> 97 I was like wow I didn't know that <laughs> so okay
1: what was the the process of like how did you is this a series that like one of the editors came to you and the other authors or were y'all brainstorming and came up with it together and what was the experience like of like writing a series with other authors yeah.
2: Um, with this, my editor asked, "You know, was I interested in doing it? I've never written a continuity series before, so uh, I'm open to trying some new things." And so I said yes. I said, "Okay, let, let's let's give it a shot." Um, as far as the experience itself, uh, it was very different. Uh, the authors that are part of the miniseries were absolutely just so generous with me because i was the newbie i was the total new kid um you know trying to understand everything and and um, they were just generous with their time and and helping me understand about what their characters are doing and what what they knew about scenery because you have to be able to pull all of that in right because however the town's been written you have to write it that way Um, The Mm -hmm. characters that are there, you have to include them. Um, And just the little things that you might not think of, you really do have to either ask the editor or ask the authors, has this been done or can I do this? Um, I, I, I laugh when I think about it, is that I had written... In my, um, you know, proposal, because you do have to give like a little bit of uh, outline of where you think the story is going, even though they've given you the basics of these are the continuity elements that have to happen. Mm -hmm. You, of course, get to to pull that story together based on your vision, and so I had written a scene where Nicole was going to take a lift to get somewhere. And so the editor is like, does this small town have that type of service? Have, have we done that yet? You know, and, and so should we do that? And So just little things like that, which, you know, you think are, are normal uh, or what you would normally do on your own. You, you have to check in and say, hey, how, how mm-hmm. does this work? And in my case, Nicole is a triplet. So being able to discover what the triplets did in the past, particularly when they're having their conversations and interacting with each other, you have to understand, well, how did they interact in the past? What was said in the past? All of Mm -hmm. those things come into play.
1: That is so fascinating that, I mean, you're essentially like, Somebody else wrote something, and you're following up with it. So you have to like, how did the how did the characters interact with each other? How do they speak with each other? How does this person dress? You know, like (laughs) you
2: have to be so
1: aware of what somebody else already did
2: exactly while you're doing your own thing exactly. And they give you a series bible. You know, the series bible was at least. I want to say it, maybe in my mind, it was an inch and a half thick, but it, it, it was about, <laughs> you know, no less than an inch. And it has the, everything about the characters. It has what the other stories in the miniseries be because it was the hotel fortune miniseries. So everything about the hotel fortunes was there in, in terms of the hotel, the characters, um, but I did have to actually go back to the series prior to this one for information as well, um, because that's when one of the triplets got married. So I yeah. was, you know, okay. talking about the wedding. So I had to understand well what happened at this wedding. Where did they get married? Mm-hmm. So it, it was an interesting process. Very interesting.
1: It's it sounds like a lot of work because not only are it you is. writing a book, but you kind of have to read the books that came before
2: it <laughs> <laughs> the homework in that one yeah, yeah, homework, <laughs> homework is a good way to describe it you yeah. do have to, yes. you, have to do <laughs> you have to do your homework you have to do your homework
1: so in the book food played a huge role because Nicole's a chef Mm -hmm. and Colin is a food lover too and it's actually like a bundle of rosemary that brings them together. (laughs) Colin, he enjoys cooking vacations and has attended like a cooking boot camp. I just loved all the food discussions in the book. Um, Their first conversation is about lemon rosemary chicken. Mm -hmm. Is this a favorite dish of yours? I just have to ask because Applebee's used to Make a lemon rosemary chicken pasta, and it was my favorite dish. And I have not seen it on the menu. It in
2: oh gosh, <laughs> it it actually isn't something that is my favorite. It was all about the rosemary. It really was. Yeah. It was about because I knew that I wanted to start the story off with them at the farmer's market for some reason that was something that appealed to me. So I was thinking about, well, what items would be at a farmer's market? So of course, you know, you've got your produce and and herbs and, you know, baked goods and just all of these things. And then as I was thinking of the end of the book, because as I said, sometimes I skip to the ending and I wrote it and I said, well, you know, I know that, um, I don't want to give any spoilers away for anybody who hasn't read the book. But, you know, I knew at the end of the book, I wanted rosemary to be part of an essential scene, And yeah. so to me, that it, I had to come up with a recipe that had rosemary. And that's the one that appealed to me was the, the lemon rosemary chicken. <laughs> it's like, what can we do with rosemary? Google that. What can we do with yeah, rosemary? Yeah, what can we do with rosemary? Google that. What is it?
1: So did you have to do, because the the conversation, the dialogue between Colin and Nicole just felt so effortless. Did you have to do any like culinary research mm-hmm. for the book? And did you find anything that like took you by surprise? Like how, do you just have all this random food knowledge? Well, that, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, that was my previous career. I was in the food industry. I was in the food and beverage industry. In the, oh, in the club industry. Okay. Yeah. So for me, it, you know, it, it was a, it was an easy transition to be able mm. to, um, put that in the book. And with Nicole being a chef, I, I just felt, you know, it, here's an opportunity to have some fun, to put a little more, you know, food references and, and knowledge in the book and, and the banter and, and all that goes with it. So it, it was a nice, um, fit to be able to have her as a character. Yeah. There's something about like the, them
1: talking about food and like the scenes of them, like working in the restaurant. And it just really was like a fun element. And then you mm-hmm. threw like a mystery and <laughs> <laughs> like, what is
2: going on? <laughs> well, that that was part of the continuity, you know. Yeah. That, that was something that had to be there. Is you know this particular mystery that's going
1: on. So it makes it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm see, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning yeah. how I'm learning little tidbits here with Harlequin. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, okay, we're probably gonna have to wait for the next book to find out who
2: did this to Nicole's mm-hmm. restaurant? Yes! <laughs> yes! The, and that, that was, you know, the other that night. Was, I'm sorry, Sarah, what?
0: No, I was just going to say, she messaged me the other night and she says, this is the fifth book in the fortunes of Texas. I'm like, oh no, honey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the fifth in the hotel fortunes. Um, But yeah, yeah right. but there's like 90? Yeah, <laughs> but you will, you know, by book six of the Hotel Fortune miniseries, yeah. you'll know, you know, what happened yeah. with with the yeah. fortunes and, and the hotel. And and that was the other interesting part of writing with a group of authors because you have this mystery. And so, you know, certain pieces of it have to be in this book. So, you know, you, you, you're dripping in a little bit at book one and then something else happens at book two and, and so on down the line. And so yeah. um you know writing that mystery piece was actually kind of fun particularly you know since i know at the end of the book you know who who did what so um yeah. yeah so it was it was interesting to write that little mystery in there and fun That's awesome.
1: I can't wait to for the next book because i was like i have no idea who could have done this because the way you were writing it i was like are they going to blame Colin? <laughs> I was no. way I felt like that was gonna be the dark moment. Like Nicole was gonna be like, it has to be Colin. <laughs> it has
2: to be Colin. <laughs> no,
1: <of> course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. not our army our soldier. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, we wouldn't wanna do
2: that. We wouldn't wanna do that. <laughs> Keep them honorable.
1: <laughs> so okay, it takes place in Rambling Rose, which is a small Texas town with that's experiencing some big changes, which Honestly, are for the better, Mm -hmm. for the better. But I mean, it just truly goes to show that like small towns don't always welcome change. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't see the purpose Mm
2: -hmm. at
1: first. Um, For you as a writer, are there any challenges you found with writing small town romance? And what do you think it is about the small town setting that is so popular amongst romance readers?
2: Mm. I don't think that I had a problem with writing small town to, it, to me it was another interesting challenge because I'd never written small town romance before um, if you would have told me that this is what I would have been writing a few years ago I, I never would have imagined it. It, it was it was not honestly it was not on my radar in fact with the Tilbridge series it had started out as something else and then my agent came to me and said, what do you think about writing a book that has uh, cowgirls and cowboys of color? I was like, well that sounds interesting. You know, do you think you could write that? I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. Um, And then that's when I confessed to her that I have bull riding trading cards because I used to follow bull riding for a period of time. And <laughs> you know, so I was like, sure. The things we learned, I know, Sarah. I can cook up, you know, a, a bull rider, former bull rider hero and Um, (laughs) this is the most random fact I was not expecting that's that's (laughs) honestly how it happened and then the other interesting thing which just made it seem like it was meant to be is I had read an article um, about the cowgirls of color of Maryland and they had been, they had uh, this photo shoot. I want to say it was in Vanity Fair or one of those magazines. And it was just absolutely beautiful. Um, and these women were just absolutely gorgeous and the horses. And I was like, wow, this is really great. And so at the time that we were discussing this series, my um, agent said, well, there was this article <laughs> you know, about these women in Maryland. And I was like, I read that article. Um, yeah, I could totally do that. And so, um, yeah. So from there, it just emerged into this small town um, romance, and and it was it was a refreshing change. It was a nice change to yeah. explore. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. what people like about small town romance is that sense of of intimacy, of family, um, the close connections that often appear in in small town romance. Um, so I think it's almost a little like comfort food for some people to be able to read yeah. a small town romance. Yep. And particularly yep. when you're in a series and you get to come back and visit that town, so to speak, I, I think that is, is the draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We both love them. I mean, I love small town. I'm just always bugging Sarah. Cause I'm like, sometimes I see a lot of Small town versus the city. Yeah, and I'm
2: like, I live in a city, and it just doesn't feel fair. But I love no. small town romance. So. Yeah, a nice little escape. A little escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, are you ready to do some fill in the sentence followed by some rapid fire?
2: I will do my best. <laughs> You're going to do great, okay? I'm Bye. functioning on a teaspoon of sleep. There's no telling what's going to go out. That's no. the best. That's the best. <laughs> oh, my.
0: When I'm not writing, I am? Sleeping. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> One movie I will never stop watching is? Um...
2: Oh, gosh. The color of water. Mm. Uh,
0: My favorite color to wear is...
2: Something like in the orange family.
0: Uh, My favorite romance trope to read is...
2: Um, Oh, got a cough. (gasps) (coughs) Sorry about that. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you can edit that out. Um, my, favorite, <laughs> my favorite, favorite romance trope. Um, I like opposites attract. Ooh. Okay, that's one I never think of. You're right. Me neither.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, when you think about the romance tropes, that's one that never comes to mind. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I think we just think like enemies to lovers. Lovers, Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Like
1: opposites attract. You're right. Yes. I love this. When's the last time I, when's the last time I read one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm like, I feel like that's something I don't pay a lot of attention to. Yes,
0: I'm jotting it that. down.
1: Okay. Carry yeah. on Sarah. Sorry. All right.
0: no, that's all right. Rapid fire. Uh, What is the one hill that you will wholeheartedly die on?
2: Ooh. God, that's hard. Um, Star Trek Forever. <laughs> That's fine. That's awesome. Bull um, riding cards yes. are great. I mean
0: <laughs> <With> Bull Riding. <laughs> bull riding forever, yes. Oh um. I think we have the title for this episode great.
1: <laughs> bull riding forever with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it
0: down. <laughs> Um, if Nicole were a real woman, what which famous celebrity chef would be her favorite?
2: Uh, Jamie Oliver. Love him. <laughs> love
0: him. Um, if you could go anywhere in the world on a cooking, eating vacation, uh, where would you go and what would you want to eat?
2: Mm, Italy and I would love some risotto.
1: Yes, Italy. Yeah. Yes.
2: Oh,
0: dream trip um, we know you live in Florida. What is one hidden gem in Florida that you think more people should check out?
2: Oh, boy, it's probably something I need to check out. actually, it is. They have something called it's like the southwest um it's like a it's a ale tour, and so it covers Ooh. four counties and there's like. I guess between 18 and 20 different stops that you can make to taste these different beer and and ale um, that's made. And you get a little passport that they, they stamp as you go along. That is so cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, We need you to try it out. We need need to to try it out and let you know. I can, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw Instagram. It'll be in a book. (laughs) (laughs) So I can, I can see it. Please do. Research. Yes.
0: Yes. Research. I like it. Research. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, what would be the first song on the soundtrack to your life?
2: Ay, 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 ay. La vida es un carnaval. Life is a Carnival by Celia Cruz.
0: Love it. Very nice. Uh, what is one misconception about the romance genre you'd like to lay to rest?
2: Oh gosh, just that um romance novels aren't real books <laughs> that uh you know they're they're easy to write. That would probably be the one that they're easy to write.
1: Okay. I don't even write them and I hate that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, every time I read one I'm like, how did she do this? Yeah. <laughs>
0: And is there anything you want to share with uh, your with readers about what is
2: coming up next for you? From you, excuse me. From me. Well, as I mentioned before, we know we accidentally yes, love. Accidentally yes, love is coming yes. in um January, and some recent things have actually happened with my entangled titles. So my very okay. first series, which was the Birthday Dare series, that had Take Me If You Dare, and another book called Naughty Little Wishes is actually um, going to be on KISS, the KISS app. So if you like serialized fiction, um, oh. you'll be able to find it there. And um, nice. yeah, so that that's just happened. I just found that out recently. And awesome. um, the uh, my second series with Entangled, um, the Breakup Bash series, and the first rule of hookups is on KISS as well.
1: Oh, awesome! I need to check out this app because I yeah. is it the is it here and in the UK or does the UK have something different? Because I I'm feel like sure. I pulled up something that Mills and Boone posted, yeah. and I was like, "What's this app?" Yeah, yeah,
2: it's I, the same thing. I'm not sure. I am not okay. sure. You know, I know Kiss um, definitely in in the states, but serialized fiction. I that's my carrot. You know, to get work done and then be able to go read a chapter or two (laughs) of serialized fiction. And I also like the stories that are gaming apps as well. So who knows? Someday maybe I'll write that. (laughs) That Well, we will love it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Yay! So before we go, where can everybody follow you online?
2: All right. Well, the best place to find all of my. Um, Online places is, is of course, my website, Um, NinaCrespo.com. The place that I love to play is actually um, Instagram. That's where you'll find me most often.
1: Okay. Well, we will have all of your stuff listed in the show notes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. This has been... (laughs) So, so much fun, a, so inspiring. I, 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 and I'm never going to look at Bull Riders again. I'm going to know that you <laughs> the left the car. That is the. I, I live in Texas. So Do you? I'm just like, what? <laughs> Next time I see some at the, the gas station Bucky's here, mm-hmm. which is like a Walmart, oh. I'm going to like. Tag you in an Instagram picture. Yes. like, Here you go. Cause Thinking of you,
2: Because yes. <laughs> I'm missing some. <laughs> they, they have them to complete my I collection. I've got you.
1: Well, thank you. Well, this has been. This- so much so wonderful again check the show notes listeners we will have all of Nina Crespo's mm-hmm. information down there go follow her be ready for January Oops, hopefully there. January accidentally in love series we cannot wait yes. I'm obsessed with the series title so I can't wait Great. to see yes. what cute titles you come up with yes.